This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right. You are rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Everybody is here and accounted for it, including myself. The Jason portion of the show, John Martin is here. We've got Grizzlies on today. And our man, Brad Carson, boss slash executive producer, he is here in the building as well. Again, we are rolling with all hands on deck, and we will do it off of a Cowboys win. It looked like Stephen A. Smith was in L.A. last night to cheer on the Chargers. Of course, he loves trolling his Cowboys. In the end... Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, and the crew, a little bit too much. And Brandon Staley may be a little bit too um, fancy. Again, uh, Chargers lose. Uh, Dallas Cowboys win. We'll talk about that. Certainly all of Cowboy Nation is happy. Uh, big news for the Colts and that franchise, certainly. At least their owner says that uh, their quarterback, Anthony Richardson, likely done for the season. Mm. Boy, is that a blow. Yeah, it is. See, where Penny Hardaway is saying, Malco looking good, John. I saw that news come across my sp- – yeah, buddy, doing some new things offensively. wonder if that includes the three. Well, yeah, since he's going to start in place of, you know, of course, DeAndre Williams. So, uh, you know, it, without him getting that eligibility, I guess that's – we're trying to pump up. You know, Malcolm now. Do not believe that Malcolm's in line for starting line starting job, but I could be wrong. I wouldn't put anything past Memphis. Just Penny. just what, what the great thing about that story is that it seems like he's healthy for this final year. He Absolutely. Can, Johnny can give it his all, much like you and I will do today on this show. Absolutely. Uh hey, big show. B I G show today. Jessica Benson's gonna join us at eleven twenty five. Whew. I, she's brave. I got her in fantasy this week. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, to to Just. show her face after that performance in South Bend is pretty uh, impressive. Ooh. I of give, course, you're going to make her answer for that. I didn't even think about it. Well, we've already we've already gone back and forth a little bit uh, uh, on uh, on text about it. So, um, you know, she's she's accounted for it. She has answered for it. And, well, uh, their hopes for everything are over Heisman, yeah. you know, college football playoff, all that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Kind of, uh, it's a tough, tough weekend. Can kind of focus on uh, tough weekend. the battle of the bones. I mean, look, you had Matt Leiner there. I mean, Reggie Bush was there. I mean, you had, oh, uh, they were ready for the big time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all the, all the, you know, uh, It was kind of like you at the, at the sim on Friday with uh, Mayor-elect Paul Young there. You're there. Yeah. Brad Carson's there in the uh, in the suites. Yeah, man, he was in the suite. You know, life. Everyone was there for that one too, for the moment. Yeah, that's right. Right for the big moment. It's like for it's the like, program. It's like when you, that, that's when the ah! that's when the program lo- wilts, right? When everybody starts to show up, you know. Well, Lincoln did, and 
Sylvie did too. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we will talk to her about her weekend uh, as a college football fan, right? And the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies it. coming up, man. It's coming up fast. Get ready. Oh man, I am so. Uh, you don't I, seem like you're in. You got your sweater on, but I'm not sure you're really in basketball mode yet. It's tough. Yeah. No. I it's know. it's uh, in the middle of football. There's season. so much going on now. Yeah. There's so much going but on. But it is a blessing in the end, is it not? To have it all. The, the smorgasbord, the equinox, as you like to call it, smorgasbord of sports. It's much nicer. It beats the alternative. It's much nicer yeah. here. It beats the alternative, without a doubt. So we'll talk to Jessica Benson about all that at 1125. And then at 125, scheduled to be joined by the one, the only, Trista Crick from BetMGM tonight. So we'll get into Cowboy. Her Cowboys got the win last night. I, I can't keep up with which teams are which for her. I think she's. Maybe I do have She's it. Dallas, Dallas and Portland. Portland. Portland and has an affinity for Sacramento. But that was last year. You Portland know, I, is her home team. Once, you know, once that team arrives, you know, is it still the same love? In football, Dallas, her home team all the time? Yeah, I think Never so. changes? I think so, yeah. Well, Dak looked good last night. Also, uh, we can talk to her about Oregon, you know. Oregon fell just short there. I'm sure she has some criticism of Lanning. Yeah, I mean, you know, you lose the game by three. Mm-hmm. You didn't take the three. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I think it's well-deserved criticism. So, anyway, uh, that is uh, that is what we're going to do today on the show. But, but, but. Real quick, what's that hat? Oh, this is a Terramana tequila hat. That, that looks new. I haven't seen it. Or been maybe you've it. worn it. Been had it. I just wear it backwards a lot of okay. times. Rock, you know? The Rock sent you that? Yeah, I do have uh, a few bottles. I have a Terramana tequila. I have the uh, Añejo uh, that I've been getting into. You know what I'm saying? It was a really good weekend for the kids. So, we had a few, uh, you know. Good in college football. And you said that? Yes. All right. And we no. had the Cowboys last night, which got us on the right side of the NFL okay. for the weekend. Hey, so, hey, a round of applause yes. for, for John yes. Martin. Had a great productive yes. weekend. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I lost like a couple inches on my hairline. Did line. you say puka? Uh, yeah. That cough sounded like you said puka nakua. No, I do love puka, though, and I have the over on the Rams game this weekend. But uh, I, uh, I lo- I'm pretty sure I lost a few inches of my hairline watching that game last night. Oh. You just kind of felt like at some point, and we'll we'll, we'll get to it in just a minute. Oh my Like gosh. something wh- wacky was going to happen between these two teams, and it did. It was a lot of wackiness, fr- quite frankly. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a it was the best weekend of the football season for me, no question okay. about it. On, okay. a, on a personal level, on a professional level as well. I'm happy so, for you. Uh, it was good to get on the right side of the dirt. There, it's not always the case. So I appreciate it when it happens. Hey, before we do anything else, let's do a little thing we call cap or no cap. It means lion, but built different. Now it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. All right. The Dallas Cowboys are back. Cap or no cap? Well, we said, remember I switched sides yesterday in the nick of time. You did. You asked me what I thought at first. I said, yeah, I'm feeling chargers. Yep. Switched it up. Yep. Uh, bounce back opportunity was for Dallas and I. For the most part, whether it was Dak or – and Troy Aikman mentioned this before the game. They needed to get the ball more to C.D. Lamb. Get the ball downfield. You know, you know, trying to get Gallup involved, everything else, that's – Cooks, that's all fine. But C.D. Lamb, at this point in his career, wants it. You can tell. And last night he showed it. What it they, I mean, I think it was seven targets, seven receptions. Every time he threw to him, it was uh, a productive play. And so from that standpoint, getting all that going uh, was good to see. Their defense has been – Dominant for the most part this year, and when they needed it last night, you saw Micah step up and get that sack after a relatively quiet night. Got a big sack there late, and 
Yeah, man. I mean, I know they got throttled by San Francisco, and we sort of took them down a pig. And it looked, again, like it would happen at the beginning of last night when they just yeah. march up down the field, score that seven. I'm like, my God, this is like a this is like a continuation of the last game. Yeah, but again, r- you're on the road in the end against a capable Chargers team. I know Herbert, you know, is playing with the the. Is it broken? It's broken. Is, is it, it broken? Not? I don't, I don't, broken or dislocated? One. No, his finger, oh. bro. And he's still out there catching his own deflected passes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When did he, did he mean, break the not, finger last not, night or previously? No, previously. Oh, he came in bandaged up. Um, that, I mean, that, that kid is tough, dude. Yeah. And he's a, a big as they come, and I don't think he was the reason they lost the game. I just think you got to give the Dallas Cowboys credit on the road. I was critical of Mike McCarthy going in. Yeah. There's still some things you can question about his play calling in that game, how, uh, that you know, I would tell you conservative he was. You saw it at the end of the first half when he just wanted the field goal, could have stopped the clock and tried uh, to get down the field at least on one play. Didn't do that. Uh, they still come out of there with the win, playing it conservatively. You got to give Dallas credit here. I mean, as Dak said, big difference between three and three and four and two, especially coming off the kind of loss you were. You've been chirping a little bit. Michael, you know, felt personally, uh, uh, I guess, uh, you know, offended by the Kittle shirt and everything else, been running his mouth. You needed a performance like this uh, to back it up, you know, that you're one of the best three teams in the NFC. Certainly would put the Lions in there with San Francisco. Yeah, I I mean, Philadelphia's got to be up there, too. Yeah, I thought uh, that was one of the Top best four. games of Dak Prescott's career. Uh, I know the numbers have been better before, you know. I know he's put up, you know, 400-yard games. But in terms of making every throw he needed to make, I thought he did a great job last night of masking a terribly prepared game plan from Mike McCarthy. I mean, Mike McCarthy just wasn't wasn't there last well, night. Well, we agree with that. I mean, I thought he was just bad. Uh, you know, the, the as you mentioned, the halftime stuff, you know, not taking the shot there. I mean, Dak's – I think Dak made every throw, did he? he, he I, I mean, he missed Pollard on the one. I mean, I, you know, He made everyone to C.D. Lamb. Yeah, like all and, the big – he made that third and, down to and Brandon the, Cooks. And the, the touchdown run, you know – Fantastic! Like that, I, that third I don't, down. I just don't, if it's the best performance, it's a good. I'm not, saying, performance. I'm not saying it's the best thing. He's, I, I, That's I'm the only saying, thing I'd, I'd. I put push it in. Back on I, I put it in the box of great performances from Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, on the road, to, good to great. Uh, on yeah. a, and I think the situation is, uh, you know, he had the rushing touchdown. He had 272 yards. Had the touchdown in the air. You know, like he led him on drives, and he had that he had to lead him on. Um, you know, that's a tough spot. You're on the road twice in a row. You get your ass kicked last week. Your coach is a boob. You know, you're having to overcome him. Your offensive line's not playing well. Let's be clear. You're having to roll out all the time because your uh, your your offensive line can't block, and they're p- picking up holding penalties every other play. It felt mm-hmm. like I thought it was a I thought it was a great performance from Dak. I did. Um, and so yeah, I, I think for Dallas, uh, are they back? You know they're they're back in the discussion a bit. I guess I would say. I well, r- rank the four in the NFC. Yeah, I would. I would say. Uh, and where is Dallas in that four? I would say it would go uh, San Francisco, Philly. Um, I would have Dallas slightly ahead of Detroit, slightly ahead. Although that you know you, you could make arguments for both. I think with Detroit and Dallas. I mean Detroit's resume. Yes, they're stacking yeah, them up that, now. That's, if you're making the case for they're yeah, better than Dallas. Exactly. They're the road wins up. at KC, but, but at Green Bay, at Tampa Bay. I also understand, you know, like there's just an element of not quite belief really in the, in Detroit over the long haul of the well, season. Well, and that will stay there until they do it in the playoffs because they haven't, unlike unlike the Cowboys, unlike the 49ers, they haven't been in the moment yet. Yes. Now, I, and I'm saying that giving them full credit, they have they have turned me around on them in terms of where they are in the NFC. Uh, clearly, they're the best team in the North. I came into the season questioning that. 
you know how real was that push last year? It's real. I mean, they're they're as we as elect, they're they're nasty on both sides of the ball up front. Yeah, look, I I I think that's fair. Um, so yeah, I think they're back. I, I can they are they good enough? Um, no, no, because they won't be they, right. They're too conservative. If if that's what we're going to get from Mike McCarthy yeah. when we get to the big moments, the important yeah, then yeah. you're not going to win. Yeah, as you're not as, going to win. As an aside, um, because yeah, because I, I was go, so we're going, I was going on a ramble on this last night on X, and I guess people thought I had, I had the Chargers or something. Uh, I just I couldn't be less impressed by that coach uh, in L.A. Like I, I he should have yeah, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have gotten back to this year. Let's be clear. After you blow that lead to Jacksonville in the first round of the playoffs, your ass should have been fired, right? I mean that was historic. That was a that was un- mm-hmm. unacceptable at, at this level of football. The fact that he blew that lead and lost the game. So that's the first thing. And then you know I I just think sometimes you know you you just get caught up in your own hype and and. You know, you sort of have this uh, style of we're gonna just roll Herbert out and let him be a, and let him be a mate. They're one dimensional. They have really no commitment to the run game when they play real defenses. I mean, and that was the first time they really played a real defense last night because you know the Raiders know, Miami know, Vikings know, yep. Titans know, all bad defenses. Yeah, you're fifth in the league in points, but you haven't seen anybody. You see a team last night that actually plays defense. You put up 17 points at home. That's not enough. You don't have a run game. You don't have a, uh, an identity besides let, let's just hope Justin Herbert bails us out of situations. And he was hurt. He missed a few freaking touchdowns last night. I mean, he had one to uh, uh, Keenan Allen that was a walk-in. You know, mm-hmm. if he gets one over Demarcus Lawrence's hand, that's probably another walk-in for uh, Austin Eckler there. I don't remember if it was the second or third quarter. Um, he's not right. And so at some point, you know, while you have a great QB like him, you have to get somebody in there that's willing to commit to that and establish that identity. They're not tough. They're like finesse. They're like they're a soft team. They'll never win anything meaningful. This dude's never won a meaningful game in his life as an NFL coach. Well, he all, stinks. All three of their losses have come by three or fewer points because the athletics on to what you're talking about with with Staley and they're 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 keeping track. Uh, 2021, they started four and one, missed the postseason last year. You mentioned the big blown lead. Yep. 27 nothing in the playoffs. He's 21 and 18 now in three years. And you just said the key thing because you've got Herbert. Yep. Because you know, and he's regarded as one of the top passers. Yep. The top throwers of the ball 100%. in the league. They're going to move on from you yeah, if it dude. continues like I, this. I would this move on from him right now. I mean, I, I've seen enough. What what more do, evidence do you need that this guy is not – like he could be a fine offensive coordinator, right? I, like he could, I, I believe he's been that before he can do that again. But as a head man, you know, where your team takes on your personality, mm-hmm. it, it, it just not, it's not working. Do They get inside the red zone and they piss down their leg. Like, they don't know. They have no bag in the red zone because they're not tough. They can't operate in close quarters because they have no run game. They got stopped. They just don't have that red zone back. If they're going to get in, it's tossing it to Eckler or something on an out. Like, like they did last That's low percentage for the most part, though, right? I mean, it's. That's sort of their run game, the short passing game to Eckler. Exactly. It has been. Like, I know that the Cowboys' run game didn't really work well last night, but they still stuck with it, and it helped, right? Because it kept them honest. And it was, you know, you were still picking up two, three, a, a pop, and when you get inside the five, you know, so the Chargers can't do that. They got they, they like, should be better, and much of it is, is yeah. Staley. And like people are talking about the defense today, I mean, the Cowboys scored twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're not going to win games in this league if you're scoring seventeen. You know, and I know they put up better numbers than the before last night, but again, you're measured by teams you play that have real defenses. If you're when you have Herbert. I gauge you as a contender. You're supposed to be a championship contender, and they are just decidedly not that. Chiefs and Lions in two of the next four weeks for them. Yeah, it's over. It's over. So. You're, you, I mean, what are they? They're two and three right two now. 
They're going to be two and five. Mm-hmm. I mean, good <laughs> chance. I mean, it, it'll spell the end for him. Yeah, I mean, that, so it's just. A, it's but a, we, we've doubted him for a long time. Yes, now for whatever reason, he's well. They 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 threw the OC under the bus last year, Lombardi. So they they fired Bring him. Brought in Kellen Moore. And brought in Kellen Moore, and that ain't made a damn difference. You know, it's the same thing. I so. wonder if they just end up sticking with him because they'll say he's oh, great yeah. for Herbert. Oh, they will. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll they'll elevate Kellen and give him a shot for the rest of the year, and it may be better. I don't know. I have I have truly. Oh, no you clue. mean during the season? See, I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah, that why would you wait? Him. Why would you wait until the end of the year? You know what I mean? Like you're going to do it anyway. Well, if you like, yeah, if you like Kellen in house, I see the I yeah. see the reason. Why not I, I give was Kellen thinking a more shot? Just wait till after the season. I mean, he's been up for head. Co- he's interviewed for head coaching jobs. Let's take half season, but it does make if you want to get a look. Yeah, I'd say like give him like the last half of the season. See if he I can. Mean, you, know. you see him throwing his arms. It looked like him and Dak. Gotta, did you see the before the game with those two? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could tell. I mean, again, they're on different teams now. Right. It looked like they were tight. My point is, if he's he could be playing that right now with yeah. Herbert in a relationship oh, in terms 100%. of sort of putting himself. I in would that. give that a look. I mean, if everybody thinks he like, he was on the market for a day, I mean, he 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 must be. You know, uh, Dallas' offense was better last year with him. Period. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Now, there are some pieces that are different, but they were better last year. We know on Staley. We know he's not the guy. Right. Why are we gonna wait till the end of the year? No, that's a good point. You know. I yeah, mean, that's a good point. Maybe you move on and get a look at killing now. Yeah, that's what I would do. So we'll see what happens. But if it, if it's two and five, that's Black Friday for me. Black Sunday, it's over. On Monday, you ain't got no job, player. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> the Battle of the Bones is the most, and and I didn't write this. the The Battle of the Bones is the most meaningless trophy mm. in college football. Oh man, is that cap or no cap? That of course is the uh, uh, trophy that is handed to the winner of the Memphis versus UAB. College football. Can we say game. that it's a pretty cool looking trophy? You can say and, whatever the hell you and want, that, and that be fact. You can say whatever the hell you want. It is okay. It's like a, it's like a rib. It's like ribs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's ribs. ribs. It's battle of barbecue, right? Yeah. So barbecue ribs. So you know, is it the most meaningless? Absolutely. Do I you mean, remember the uh, the most notable games? No. Not, 80, not, not 85. Once. I remember basketball games. 06, 08. I remember. I remember, I remember Memphis UAB like uh, basketball games. Those are sometimes good. But I don't remember. Uh, is, it, is it all? Is it all? Is, is every time we play them too in basketball the battle for the bones or just football? No, I think it's just football. Okay. For whatever reason. And the basketball games are more competitive and better. But for whatever reason, we we get – nobody wants this trophy. It's Because, a, it, because, because Wikipedia uh-huh. for battle for the bones – Lists several men's basketball matchups between the two. I'm I don't just, think I don't think they do so that. This in, is in completely basketball. completely wrong. We're saying the well, battle for the bones has never been applied to the I, I, basketball I, rivalry that was once heated at one point. Yeah, it's long past. I, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like you know. Isn't aren't there some other rivalries in college football where there's like a there's like a trophy? You know? That's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like yeah. I, I don't I don't think that extends into basketball. I don't. Well, think, in the one with Arkansas State, like the paint bucket bowl, we got our. I mean, don't we have several of them? The we, paint Memphis bucket? has. Didn't we learn? We've learned on this show we have a paint bucket uh, trophy or something. That's not real. Well, nobody got that after the Arkansas State win. Did anybody write about I, that? I cannot remember which one it's applied to, but didn't we, we've learned that on that. Isn't there, a, isn't there a Paul Bunyan trophy in there? Like, I believe so. Who's that? Bro, don't ask me, though. These, again, you're at, we, what was this one? Insignificant. That's the uh, issue. Is, is, it, is it like uh, uh, Washington, Washington and Washington State, the, the Apple Bowl or something? I'm sure it is. The Apple Trophy? Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl, yeah. But they get a trophy for that? Oh, I don't know if they do or not. I don't know if they do or not. Probably I, I probably so. Dude, they're, they're, college football is full of them. You're just not familiar with them. No, I'm not. I, I'm really not. And typically what they do is bring a little bit more, try to bring a little bit more significance to what really are only relevant 
games because of the, that rivalry in that region. So, so the Michigan-Michigan State is Paul Bunyan. There you go. You named out that one. You didn't know who it was for, though. So Did not. So I have to dock your points. Yeah, that's fair. Washington-Washington State trophy. I'm pretty sure that's like the Apple thing. I, I mean, again, I could be wrong. It's the Apple Cup. Mm-hmm. That's what it again, is. Again, same thing. Yeah. Same thing. And the, I don't I don't know of any other. Yeah, the Battle of the Bones is like it's like this is not relevant. This is not a Again, Wiki says the basketball counts too. But. Yeah. No 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 disrespect to the to it's the It's been a better rivalry. The, and, and the more real memorable reason, rivalry in basketball it was at yes. one point than it has been anything in football, the, right? 100%. All right. And, and the real reason is because who when you start talking about to people about barbecue, does anybody ever mention Birmingham? Like that's not one of the capitals of the United States of barbecue. I know they think they are, but it's like, come on. It's just like Memphis thinks it belongs to the Big 12. It's like, you're just not. The rivalry began in 1984 when the two schools first met in men's basketball. Memphis currently leads the series 39-11. The football rivalry began in 1997. Since 2006, it has been known as the battle for the bones due to its trophy, a bronze rack of ribs. Right. Like, I think think it crosses over. Well, Charlotte is is a barbecue spot. Oh uh, yeah, they do. They Dallas. do the uh, vinegar-based. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, barbecue. Kansas stuff. City, right? KC, yes. KC, uh, Memphis. I've never had the KC barbecue, but it is a thing. I don't think. I don't think Birmingham. Again, I know they do it, but I don't think Birmingham is one of those places where if you ask people to name their top five rib spots or barbecue spots, I don't think. I don't think Birmingham's coming up. So it has to be in somebody's top twenty because you would not yeah. have a bronze rack of ribs. It's just a reach. as the trophy. It's a reach. If Birmingham didn't do some form of Decent rib. Yeah, I, I I think it should be vacated if if Birmingham ever won this thing. If Ryan Silverfield doesn't bring it back, how offended will you be? That's that's a uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And all these and all these games are going to be difficult for him in that way. There is really no win for Ryan Silverfield the rest of the year. Going back to margin for error. Yeah, error because is- you know here's the reality. In in his mind, and I get it because he's the coach and it's his job, he cannot impress people the rest of the year, no matter what happens. He just can't. Because if oh, you, w- you run the table, get back to the championship game with help, we know that they need now. Yeah. But if he did that, I think you could get some some to all of what you just had back. Perhaps. Now. It would take that, though. It would take all of that conspiring to happen. Not that I'm believing but like, that they're going to run the title. In his mind, right, he's like, it's hard to win. It's hard to go on the road and win. And it is, and Memphis is not good on the road. Uh, so, like, even though we just sort of look at it and we just kind of, you know, gloss over and say, well, this is a win, this is a win, that's a win, that's, you know, for them, it's like, we still got to go out there and do it. But at the same time, you're supposed to win these games because you're favored. And if you don't win these games. What's the line now on UAB? Five and a half. Good. And if you don't win these games, and if you don't win these games, everybody checks out. Yeah, it's and it, and then your job status comes into question. You know that's the truth. I mean, it, it just does. So I don't know. It's not a fun place to be. You win, no, nobody bats an how, eye. How, how close a situation is it to Tubby in the sense that many, not some, were rooting against him so that it could get to a point where you could move on? How how, how are do we get to that point? I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe at some point, yeah. It's I don't know if we're there right now, but I think yeah. At some point, you get to a point where you're just like, I would just rather start fresh and you know, because that was a reality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people were doing it by you know only three thousand showing up to games. Yes, yes. But you you also heard it was very vocal 
I, I don't even know if it was a minority of folks. Oh, it, no, it wasn't. I mean, it was a movement. Yeah. No, well, hello there. It's a... Uh, like I said, and I told somebody that yesterday. Now, that, that's your that's your, that's your your money maker. It and is. And you so were it's a money. Uh, so it's a, the urgency, it's a, it, yeah. The urgency level is still a little bit different. Plus, you had Penny in but, your backyard with that recruiting class that he was attached to. So right. it was a little... The, and I tell you, it's a little bit different, but you got Fuente maybe in your backyard. Well, you think we maybe. got Fuente in the backyard. I, 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 how would he not be interested? He's got to rebuild his his whole career. I'm going to ask him privately if he is, and then I'm going to tell you what he think, says. I don't think he would answer that question oh, for you I, just he, out of respect to dude. He would tell me off the record. He, he would, told us he ain't going to be watching his girls playing volleyball forever. Well, I don't know when that ends, though. I don't know if they're like 13 what's be, or what's, 16. What's a better career move for him? Jump back in at a school like Memphis in a conference that you could probably feel like you could dominate. Mm-hmm. Right or go be some OC at a Power Five somewhere, you know. After somebody's fired here in the, uh, I don't know. It's a fair in the question. Next, in the next, uh, it could be sort of the same thing, right? I mean, if you go, to no, work. no, it's not because in the end, one falls back on you. One is your career as a head coach. If you fail here, then it's all the way back down. Maybe to never get another shot again. You don't know. Whereas at the OC, that's not falling on you. That's you know, that's falling on a on a head coach. You're you're you're. Stuff's back out on the line if you are a head coach again, especially one that's, I mean, you have to say, failed at, at, at Virginia Tech. You know, yeah. failed your the Power Five. Here. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting question. I man. just think there are some similarities there. Uh, anyway. Many. That's the uh, that's Cabernet Cap for this week. Short uh, version. We just had a couple topics, but we had a lot to say. So sometimes that's the way it is, and y'all just have to deal with it. Mm. We don't always have to have five or six different things that we're going back and forth on. All right? It's our prerogative, and it's our decision. We'll but come back. You don't have to be so nasty about it. Jessica Benson is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to her uh, about USC, about college football. She has some thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. Get into all that with her on the other side. Jason and John, how do you turn to FM, ESPN. NFL season is rolling now, and right now new customers can still take advantage get a no-sweat same-game parlay this week for Thursday night football. Just place three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Jags and the Saints. Al Michael's going to love this one. You'll get bonus bets back. If you don't win, NFL Same Game Parlay is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. For me, it's a nice little way to put down a couple of dollars when you're a nice little tank of gas. For others, uh, it can be much more. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs that are pre-built for you. Very useful uh, for newbies and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app, those pre-made SGPs. Visit FanDuel.com slash Smith so you don't miss out on your chance to get this no-sweat Same Game Parlay on America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of 929 FM ESPN. Must be 21 older and present in Tennessee. Refund issues, non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund, five bucks unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fam.com. Gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. I'm Chelsea Messenger helping you beat the books with BetQL. Hockey season is underway and a great way to lay a few bets between weeks in the NFL. Arizona visits the Islanders this evening and the Coyotes are playing their second straight night in New York, having lost to the Rangers on Monday. The Islanders are well rested, winning their season opener on Saturday night. Today's BetQL five star play of the day is to take the Islanders over Arizona in New York. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL and download the BetMGM app. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
today. Jessica Benson. Jessica Benson. Wow. USC graduate. Oh, come on. Joins us on Tuesdays. Ooh-wee, I'm, I'm in my bag right now, dog. She is wow. Jessica Benson. Yeah, follow her on X. Jess Benson TV, host the Jessica Benson Show with CJ Hurd on Grind City Media, joins us every Tuesday, joins us now. What's up, friend? Oh, you know, just recovering from the weekend still. <laughs> Trying to move on from a loss I can't escape. That's right. That was, <sighs> that was the first one. That was the first loss of the season. And that is the right. brutality. Of college football, isn't it? You know, if, if 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 USC basketball or Memphis basketball or the Grizzlies lose a game, you know, on a Saturday night, it, it stinks. But you know, we'll always have Wednesday. You know, we'll be right back, and it'll be the same thing. And all things are still possible. You know, in college football, that is not the case, is it? No, and it's so funny because I think that's one of the things that made the UW Oregon game in the afternoon like so unique. Was I didn't walk away from that game necessarily feeling awful about Oregon. I know Oregon fans were out to get Dan Lanning, but ultimately it was just a great college football game of two top 10 programs who very well should be the the top two teams in the Pac-12. I think there's now a very clear line between those two and everyone else, and USC is one of those. So, like, Oregon can still look at goals ahead on the table. Meanwhile, for USC, why are we playing? Why are we playing the rest of the season? Yeah. Caleb Williams, not going to win the Heisman. USC, not going to the playoff. Yeah. Actually, not going to the Pac-12 championship game. We're going out sorry, and we're not prepared to go to the big bad Big Ten. Mm. And that is incredibly worrisome mm. coming out of a game against Notre Dame where they scored 48 points. Man. 48 points. Man. Is that like – Is that an? it must be sort of existential – in a way, like we're yeah. we're gonna have to change the way we play if we expect to win in this new league. Because it felt to me like Notre Dame is sort of like I I I, I sort of use this comparison with with Jason yesterday. But it's like when Memphis would play, you know, these zone defenses, uh, you know, in their heyday, and they would sort of have to shoot their way out of it, and they had a hard time. You know, it just kind of felt like Notre Dame through that physicality that zone defense at USC and they just, you know, they, they, they didn't, they couldn't crack the code. I mean, is that, is that an existential crisis for this, for this football program? I think absolutely. Like on the micro, yes, it stinks to lose in South Bend. And there was a lot of promise that this would be the time USC goes into South Bend and, and gets a win against Notre Dame. And so you, you hate to see how it all transpired. But then I think on the macro level, like this is who this team is is and there is so much more of a rebuild to what Lincoln Riley needs to do in order to ultimately compete in the Big Ten. And if you watch, and unfortunately I watch all of the USC games and they get away with it, but they're not built in the trenches. Like, And, and that is how Big Ten football is played, and it always feels like there's a, a different level of physicality that's just not there with both their offensive and defensive lines, and that's going to continue to get exposed. It's why, you know, I think back to – it's very different. Uh, USC football is in a very different place, but USC a couple of years back played Alabama either week one or week two to open the season at Jerry world at AT&T stadium. And they got walloped because they looked like they were playing an entirely different brand of football than what Alabama was putting out there. And those big programs, uh, they're just built a little bit differently. And that's where I think UW and Oregon will have an easier time transitioning 
over to the Big Ten, and USC has to do some serious soul-searching and some serious recruiting and transfer portaling because you can only ride behind the next Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams so long, and when he has a game like he had the other night, uh, it, things spiraled from there. It wasn't even the defense's fault. That's what's absolutely bizarre about that game. Yeah, because you used it, because you, you said his name and John's used it too, John thought he was trying to be too much Patrick Mahomes in terms of that one you know, he had to do everything. He's had to do everything all season long, especially in that Arizona game just a week before. But was this a case where it was Caleb Williams trying to do too much of the fancy stuff? Or, is, or, or Jess, is it more, I mean, people were sending me stuff that, look, this is the first real defense he's faced, and there are serious mm-hmm. question marks about whether you, all should, whether you should take him number one. I mean, which, which of the two do you think it was? Bad game trying to do a little bit too much, or, or this is a real, a real deal question about Caleb Williams? Uh, I still sit in a space where like, I think Drake May is tremendous and so I don't I don't really care about Caleb Williams not being the obvious number one pick because I think depending on who has that number one pick there is a a general argument to be made between Caleb and Drake May but where it comes to Caleb Williams is this all of those fancy Patrick Mahomes like plays where he has had to enter that mode have been by necessity I don't think it's Caleb Williams going out there and trying to emulate and show, like, hey, I can be this generational quarterback. It's, no, I'm running for my life, and I have the uh, incredible ability to escape that pressure and these inescapable situations a lot of times, especially against lesser defenses. And, oh, here we have Notre Dame, who will just put them in a different category, and it really threw him off. And and to throw those three interceptions in the first half, it felt like things spiraled from there. And, and this team really goes the way of him, fair or unfair. That's how it's built. That's how Lincoln Riley teams are built from Oklahoma to USC. You have your big bad quarterback and it's everything else around side it. So if that quarterback has an off night, it makes it ridiculously hard to come back and, and to find stabilization. And that's where you saw USC just viral well thank god for boogie it's almost boogie time so uh, <laughs> it's almost boogie time baby. What, if all else fails Taj washington has led us astray so we'll have right. to focus on boogie i wonder if they talk about memphis ever you I'm know sure they do i'm sure they do for sure i mean that's i mean maybe not i mean, does maybe, boogie talk to boogie talk so much with his oh, game god. he lets his game speak gotcha you know i, I feel like we've been saying boogie's going to save us in in la for about four years now so uh, sure have. It is amazing. It is amazing that he's still there, and we're still having a discussion on Memphis Radio about him. So, shout, salute, dude. That salute. Is, it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Memphis football. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I have to answer for USC, you have to answer for Memphis. Oh no, dog. Uh-uh. Yeah. That is <laughs> the way it works. Look, we had a. It, it, you know, it's it's a lot like losing in South Bend. You know, when you go up against Tulane, it's just a physical team, uh, and uh, you know, you, the stabilization. Right, that you're looking for, as you mentioned, it's just hard to hard to find that footing against such an outfit. Um, so yeah, look, I mean, I, I'm asking you the questions. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I've I've already sort of said my piece about it, which is Ryan Silverfield finds himself in a no win situation the rest of the year, even if he wins. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like you've now put your. I mean, that's the league. That's the nature of this league. It's brutal because if you drop the few opportunity, the, you know, the one, if they had UTSA even. That would be two, but you don't. You only have one. So when you drop that one, your margin for error is nothing. You're, it's nothing. Um, and unfortunately, when you get opportunities like that and you blow them, I think that's really costly. Am I looking at this the wrong way? Is there a positive spin to be had? It's a lot to, to, uh, to shoulder. I realize that for you, but is there? <laughs> Not really. Like I could sit here and, and certainly try and say they could still – 
find their way into the AAC championship game and could still win the AAC. But right now it just feels like the wind got sucked out because you only have those breadcrumb of opportunities. And in both both the game against Missouri and this game against Tulane, you had genuine opportunities to go out there and win the game. And that makes it feel all the more painful. It feels like things slipping away. And I think ultimately if you, if you take something to carry on and you, it's a team sport, but I really was looking at Friday night less from the scope. Everyone else was looking at it from the, this is the biggest game of Ryan Silverfield's career. And I looked at it as, this is why you have a third-year quarterback in Seth Hennigan who's mm. supposed to lead you into these opportunities, go out on your home field and prove you are the guy who can carry your team uh, into, you know, at that point, Memphis is in the conversation. They're probably a top 25 team. You start genuinely speaking about them as the potential group of five representative in a New Year's Six Bowl. And instead, he throws a, a very costly turnover in, in a critical time and wasn't able to be that guy. And and I think that's a, a tough thing to hold on to. And now you, you go the rest of the way, but I, I can't even really throw out platitudes because Thank for you. all the excitement that went into to Friday, it's going to be really hard to even build back a fraction of that that atmosphere, the level of commitment of fans for this team, and instead it's very ho hum. Like, all right, right, let's go play UAB in North Texas. Really hope we go two and zero. Right, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, no, no, nobody's excited about that. All right, I mean, it just, no. it, it, but but you're somebody that that you know your 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 life has has been dedicated in many ways to college football, so you sort of can speak to this. <laughs> Like the the ambition the ambition that Memphis should or should not have they clearly do have ambition they clearly do want to get to a different league although I don't really think that's going to be decided or dictated by what they do or don't do on the field but mm-hmm. let's just say you know that Memphis is eight and four you know like the, the it's hard to fathom moving on from a coach if he is eight and four perennially but a a, a deeper dive into this league and how bad it is and how how I mean, it, it's it's awful. It, it really is. And 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 Memphis caught some breaks with this schedule. And I'm not necessarily suggesting that they are going to do that, but how complicated is that decision and discussion for Memphis football, considering their league circumstances, considering where they are with Ryan Silverfield's tenure, considering what they aspire to be? I, I'm with you in this. I, I don't think it it matters at this point. Like either Memphis is enough of a brand um, that it's going to carry itself into whatever the next iteration of real, like they're always, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Right. And, and there's been a lot of brides who have gotten the call up and to, to see the crowds in Houston can be really frustrating. Yep. And ultimately when you're going to watch the crowds at SMU and understand that they were able to essentially buy their way into the ACC is going to be frustrating and if you're Memphis, you just have to just got to go out there and keep competing and hopefully string enough wins that you at least remain a relevant product. The thing with coaching decisions, like you're never guaranteed to get somebody better. Sometimes the devil you know is better than the, the devil you don't. And so I think it, it will be, you know, the, the criticism and the wanting a change starts to spiral a bit after a loss like Friday and fans once fans turn it's very hard to get them back and it was already kind of on uneasy soil to begin with this season and I just hate that because I don't necessarily think that's the problem they're just they're they're a good team not a great team that's what it comes down to and at what point 
do you pull the trigger in hopes that you find someone who makes it great? That's some a job for somebody that I'm very glad is not me. Because uh, I always I just get into the empathetic part of it. Like I just I hate. Oh that yeah, I, no question. Support. But but I but I always say this like this is the life that Ryan Silverfield and any coach yeah, they chose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. it's the it's it's the life that you I mean, are are handsomely compensated well, to be in. You and, know? You, and when you say what you're going to deliver and don't, and, well, for sure, yeah, that's, that's it's all of us in how we're measured. And jobs. by the way, Jessica, like I'm I'm happy to just you know fire the next guy if he's not good either. I'll just keep firing coaches <laughs> right. until you know what I'm saying like the Bears. But like you the, know sometimes sometimes it's so obvious. Like for me, yes. not to bring it back to USC, but I firmly don't understand why Alex Grinch was brought, brought back as a defensive 100%. coordinator myself. And, oh, I think 99.9% of USC yep. fans feel the same way. And yep. so I am able to sit in a place of, like, authoritative, authoritatively speaking of understanding coaches know this is the business. Alex Grinch is not doing his job definitively, and I would like to see a change made there. It's a lot trickier when it's that, that eight and four. It's not bad. It's not catastrophic. It's just not great. Uh, we know Grizzlies got one more preseason game on Friday before we started up for real next Wednesday. What's to you in terms of what we've seen this preseason? What's been the most encouraging thing or the best development in your eyes? And then what's the thing you're most concerned about, uh, you know, ahead of the season opener here? Uh, I've loved seeing Steven Adams exist on the basketball court yeah. and playing every other game and, and showing that, you know, he can go back to providing the things for this team that he did so well. And, ultimately you want Steven Adams to have the longevity of a season and make it to the playoffs. So we'll continue to see how that goes. But I just think a like, big takeaway. Great. Steven Adams is legitimately healthy enough to be back on the basketball court and your main guys in Jaron and Desmond Bain look ready to play. Yes, so, so that aside, I do think Zaire Williams's confidence and his production thus far through the preseason, you never want to go fully hyperbolic about what you see in the preseason. So yes, he's, Shooting the ball from three really well. His percentage is up. Great. It's the preseason. It's more the attitude with it. Like, he's not afraid to shoot the ball. He's getting to the basket. He's getting putbacks. Even the, the little things surrounding his game. And what he provides from a, a ceiling-wise defensively, if he is ultimately that choice at being the starting three going into this first 25-game set of the regular season, um, it's huge. And, and he was so vocal about the work that he put in, and he wanted, he wanted it to be known that he worked harder than anyone this offseason. And so often people will say that and don't always back it up. And so I think it's been incredibly promising uh, for him to back that up so far. He's 6'10". We know what he can be as that 3 and D prototype. And I just think if the Grizzlies want to, to level up the expectations of – these first 25 games, especially while John Morant isn't out on the court. If you have a guy like Zaire Williams and that preseason play carries over, uh, your ceiling gets a little bit higher for what you're able to achieve. We're talking to Jessica Benson, host of the Jessica Benson Show with CJ Hurd on Grind City Media, catcher on the Grizz Radio Network here on 92.9. I gather that you are a, uh, a regular uh, avid v- viewer of Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays or whatever it is, whatever day he comes on, <laughs> Pat McAfee, and that you do, in fact, uh, want to participate with him on the a- vaccine debate. Is that what it is? Oh, oh um, no, I don't really need to do a vaccine debate. I just need to ask him some important questions about his Achilles recovery thus far. Oh, oh okay, um, not the vac- okay, not the vaccine piece. Okay, the Achilles recovery piece. No, he- yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is so... <laughs> So casually <laughs> flaunting his crutchless yeah. self in tennis shoes six weeks out 
from injury, less than six weeks out from injury. I am a part of an Achilles tendon rupture Facebook support group that for some reason I continue to be a part of. And I, I don't participate. I just read. And my favorite thing right now is the conspiracy theory that Aaron Rodgers didn't tear his Achilles at all. And I'm a capital C conspiracy theory, but all of the people within that group are so distraught seeing Aaron Rodgers parade out here like he's ready to legitimately return to football from this injury, putting a bad name to yep. the Achilles rupture, the worst injury that anybody can go through. And he's out here flaunting his abilities to perhaps come back sooner than anyone has ever done it before. Yeah. I just think it's very curious, and I would love to have enough money to be Aaron Rodgers to dive into all of the like new age medical uh, help for Achilles tendons between peptides and perhaps stem cell help mm. and constant physical therapy and constant uh, monitoring of that Achilles. But I also legitimately hope for him that he's not getting – uh, too ahead of himself because right. the whole reason like yes people can start walking six weeks out there are less conservative approaches to achilles recovery these days but the whole the ultimate thing is like if you re-rupture you're done yeah like, if you have two achilles tears on yeah, top of, of your career it becomes nearly impossible to come back so i think he's flirting with fire a little bit but that's uh that's the big talk of the achilles rupture group everyone it is true that uh you don't even understand how you know different it is for for athletes in terms of like the 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 like if you and I'm, I'm, you can speak to like I imagine it took you know months just to schedule a surgery like I've got a I've got a uh, I've got a friend who's like hey man find out who the uh, Grizzlies chiropractor dude the Grizzlies chiropractor is not finna mess with you like you don't you don't get access to the Grizzlies chiropractor bro like the treatment yes. that they get. You just as it, it, it's understandable because it's like their their line of work. But you know, if I tore my ACL tomorrow, they're gonna put my ass on crutches, and I'll hopefully get in there by January. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, people people assumed that I saw the Grizzlies orthopedic for my Achilles injury, and I did not. Um, but I was fortunate enough when I was demanding enough that I knew that I tore my Achilles and I needed to get surgery as quickly as possible. So I was in the orthopedics office the next morning and I had surgery scheduled within five days and oh, they wow. move pretty fast on Achilles because you can't, the tendon starts to grow back. So if you don't have surgery immediately, then you might as well yeah. go the non-op route and just go au natural on that. Exactly. Um, but it is wild to con. I, and I remember even myself going through it with, with Brandon Clark who ended up tearing his Achilles maybe like three or four weeks after mine. And he was out of a boot before I was out of a boot. I was like, man, must be nice. No, no. I mean, because it's, 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 again, it's like you. It's you also your job. It is. You know? like it for is. For them, it matters it so much. Like, so what? I can't go out and run a 5K as quickly as I, like a charity 5K again? Yeah. For them, their body is quite literally their, their moneymaker and how they play their sport. So it makes complete and total sense that they have a different set of parameters. But it it is highly illuminated of how different it is for plebeians versus professional athletes. Uh, Jess, we're, you know, I'm, I'm at the bottom of the fantasy league. You're sitting there, I think at three and three, uh, it's a big sure. matchup for me. If I want to stay relevant this season, I noticed that Dak Prescott, uh, you will not have him this week. He is on by and want to give us any hint who you might be looking at. doesn't look like you have another quarterback on the roster who you might oh. be looking at on the waiver wire. It's very important information for me. Uh, any hints? Your, your opponent. Hmm. 
Well, I'll just say the ones the ones we have available. I'll tell you who I'm not taking, Jason, and that would be your Chicago Bears, Tyson Badgett. Oh, no, Badgett, Badgett, same thing. Yes, Don, you probably don't want him. He's going to have a hell of a game. Division two uh, player, undrafted. He can throw the ball better than Fields. Are you looking at Jordan Love? Tell the truth. Love. He's Baker. going against a bad defense. Yep. Are you trying to talk yeah. her into it, bro? You saw you're trying to talk her into I, it. This, I need to know because of the waiver wire thing. Well, it's just, I know, I know. This is because I need a QB. against the Giants. Certainly, the yeah. Uh, I'll probably go with Sam Howell. Honestly, is he out there? Is it truly honestly, Jess? Because the, yeah. yeah, he's a better option than Love for sure. Going yeah. against the Falcons, is he? Or no, he's uh, Denver's defense is worse. It's uh, it's uh, the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah we the get the Giants. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't. I appreciate listen. it. So one of these days, the Broncos are going to play an actual game of football. <laughs> maybe it's against Jordan Love. I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah. That defense is not going to the rope. It truly Jordan is. Love was just so bad. I mean, I get it. The Raiders and Crosby had him in a personal hell, but I can't, I can't in good faith okay. pick up Jordan Love right now. So if you want him, you go out and get him. That's what I'm wondering if I need to use a waiver wire. He got he got your blessing. Or if I can get you know if I can get through the waiver wire, save it, and you'll give me Jordan. I love how you assume we'll that she's just going to give you the competitive advantage of telling you what she's going to do. We're both at the right. bottom of the league. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, I mean he is he. More importantly than that, I don't have a backup running back to play <laughs> this week. It's, it's, so. It feels hard. This I mean just uh, every year is tough, but we're in a 12 team league. There just ain't much out there. If you're banged no. up, or you, and now these buys have started, it's rough. Yep. It's hard living yeah. at the bottom. Well, I've got some some serious discussions to have, but out of the kindness of my heart, please take Jordan Love. Well, thank you. There you go. You're so you're so very welcome. But he's gonna have to he's gonna have to go to work his way down the list and get the blessing from everybody in the league, you know, because he doesn't right. want to have. I don't make know a that anybody plan. else needs a quarterback. Just as the one I, I think I need one. I've got Stafford. That, I think I'm gonna have to go make one. So. Oh, watch John just coming. Yeah, I mean, him out from under you. Yeah, I got. I think I need a quarterback with a good matchup this week. You so have, what, we'll you have see. a backup. Oh, you have Deshaun. Mm. Yeah, Deshaun's, you know, we're just, uh, you know, I, morally, morally it was, you know, obviously a big problem for me. That's why That's you're doing you it. My husband took Deshaun Watson, too, and his leagues with Deshaun are all flailing. I mm. said, and, and now, of course, you got like a, a shoulder injury, right? Yeah. That's, uh-huh. that's ironic for a dude that loved getting massages. Uh, no. It is. All right. It is. All right. Unbelievable. <laughs> all right. The you're the best, Jess. Yes. Jessica, Have thank you. Day. You're the best. Thank Bye. you. Yep. <laughs> uh, she is Jessica Benson, uh, Grind City Media. If I get her on the record saying she won't do that, then she kind of won't. I don't know. You realize? Yeah, I realize it's a, it's a desperate it's a, it's a, it's a, move, a, and she's the opponent this week. Though. But she's not the only person that's going to be trying to look for a quarterback. Oh, she's she's. I'm pretty sure she is. Everybody else is locked in. Brad's got a team that scores 150 every week. Yeah. You and I down here at two and four, struggling. Gross. Yeah. My, my, just my, my, I was my regular quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Now yeah. Richardson's out for the season. I've got to pick somebody up for the yeah. week, and my choices are like Hoyer. Yeah. Uh, Howell and Jordan Love Dude, against ben a Hogan, bad Ben Hogan defense. is one and five. How the mighty have fallen. He, I mean, he's our commission. Yeah. yeah. He stinks. Again, when you say that, though, his team all of it turns yeah, it one around in, one and, five, and makes a, a playoff push. I think one and five. Is, and Dan is well, sitting there at 0 and 6. I don't even think he's going to be setting lineups anymore. I will say that uh, Malcolm Rawls is coming to our league and taking it over early. He has. Again, very early. Very early. Yeah. Anyway, that's your fantasy update in 92.9 for sure. All right, we'll come back with the rundown. Stick around. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 